aliens. Officially, the government says they don't exist. But what if they not only exist, but the government knows and has been secretly telling you for decades? Today, we're looking at soft disclosure. So keep watching the skies and let's get weird. What's up, you beautiful weirdos? And welcome to the Weirdoverse. I'm your host, J.D. Ross, and you are tuned into Weirdwide, your favorite digital cult. Today is a great day today, weirdos. This is the 25th episode of Weirdwide. Most podcasts, they don't even make it past three episodes, and here we are spreading the weird all over the interwebs. So whether you've been getting weird with me since day one, or if you're just joining the cult today, I just want to say I love you all, and thank you for coming on this journey with me. And stay tuned, because we're just getting started. We're just getting started. All right, so before we jump into today's topic, let's check in with Weird Wide's mascot, everyone's favorite little disembodied alien, Larry. Oh, uh, hey, JD. Larry couldn't be here at the moment. He's indisposed. Oh, uh, hey, Carl. How are you doing? Not great, JD. Wife is leaving me because I work too much, and honestly, it's a pretty thankless job. I, I am I am sorry to hear that. It's fine, it's fine. Anyway, I just wanted to pop in and make sure you weren't about to go giving away any secrets about aliens or anything like that. Oh, no. No, no, you don't... You don't have to worry about me giving away any secrets or anything like that. Oh, excellent. That is great to hear. Well, I guess I can clock out early then. No need to stick around. Yeah, Carl. Just go ahead and get a head start on the weekend. All right, enough nonsense. Let's get to it. So today we are back to one of my favorite topics. Today we are again talking about aliens. Aliens are one of my favorite things to discuss, one of my favorite conspiracy realms, one of my favorite cryptids, everything. So I figured with the 25th episode, we had to celebrate with that. Now specifically today, we're going to be going over a concept called soft disclosure. So what is soft disclosure? Well, soft disclosure is basically kind of the idea of like letting people know without really saying it. So kind of leaving little little breadcrumbs, so to speak, throughout the decades, all leading up to a big reveal. If you follow any of my socials, you know that I am huge on the big reveal. I think it's coming. I think the big reveal is coming. And the big reveal is basically where the governments of the world finally come out and say that aliens do in fact exist. Not necessarily what kind of alien, not necessarily any kind of specific agenda that they may have, anything like that, just that they do exist. And this was kind of prompted a little bit. I've had this this you know in the back of my head for a while, but there was a story that was really interesting in the UFO community. I talked about it on my TikTok, where one of the people that are in charge of the UFO division at the Pentagon has come out to say that he believes there may be an alien mothership in our solar system currently, which is very interesting. And that's of note for a very particular reason. For the longest time, the government would just shy away from the whole concept of aliens. But now all of a sudden they're being repackaged. You know, it's no longer UFOs. It's UAPs. It's a different branding. You see, that's the thing is the government understands the concept of branding. They're now UAPs, uh, unidentified aerial phenomenon. Now, you may think there's not much to that, but when you take some of the evidence over the decades and you put it all together, 
you can paint a very interesting picture of what's going on in the realm of disclosure. I'm going to warn you now, uh, this episode is definitely going to be a little ranty. Uh, it might feel a little bit uh, manic at times, uh, so I apologize ahead of time for that. Uh, I did run this pitch by my wife, and her comment was that I've never sounded more like a cult leader than when I was talking about this particular topic. So take that as you will. Now, to understand the whole concept of soft disclosure, we got to take it back at least as far as the 1930s. Of course, some people do have the theory that aliens have been here for much longer than that, that they've been around for some even thousands of years, which, you know, I'm not even disc I'm not even discrediting that theory. I'm not saying any I'm not speaking out against that theory. I am not going to say I fully subscribe to it, but I definitely find that particular theory interesting. It is something that I find interesting and I'm interested in, but we're not talking about that today. We're talking about the idea of disclosure. Now we got to go back to October 30th, 1938, the original broadcast of War of the Worlds on the radio. War of the Worlds broadcast was an episode of the radio series, The Mercury Theater on Air. And it was narrated by Orson Welles, and it was basically a radio drama adaptation of The War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells. As far as I know, no relation to the two of them. Now, it was presented as if it was a news report. It was presented as if it was actual news saying that aliens had landed and then began attacking. What followed was a bit of hysteria, people kind of freaking out. Some people committed suicide. Uh, some people, a lot of people called the cops, like, you know, asking what's going on. And a lot of people were definitely fooled. Now, this was a regionalized area. It was in the New York area where, you know, it wasn't, it was like in the New York, New Jersey area on the East Coast. So it was localized. Now, whether or not this was a plan or not, the government at this point had a small control study of how humanity would react to the idea of aliens in general. Again, this goes back to the, you know, the concept of if they've been here for a, a long time or if, you know, they've been here for they hadn't been here for long and we had just recently made contact. It, it all, you know, it's it all depends. So, you know, it's like if they've been here for thousands of years and they'd make contact with the governments of the world, then this was a planned effort. If they had just made contact and, you know, the governments of the world had not previously been in contact with them, then it was a lucky coincidence that they had something to go by. But the important thing is they had something to go by. Personally, I think they got lucky. I think that aliens may have been here for, you know, thousands of years, but I didn't I don't think they really made their presence known to humanity in full, at least in the last couple of centuries, until the atomic bomb got their attention. Because the atomic bomb it makes us dangerous. You know, they could tell at this point that our technology is increasing at a rapid speed. We've unlocked a new weapon that is very dangerous and would be dangerous even to them because here's the thing is like yes the, we could we 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 had just recently got the ability to fly so we weren't going into space anytime soon sure but when you're dealing with something like on an intergalactic scale i would have to imagine that the beings that are dealing with that are not thinking like next month next week next year next four years like we do they're thinking next hundred years, maybe even next thousand years. Sure, we're just unevolved monkeys right now. But if we manage to propel ourselves into galactic society, well, then we're a bunch of unevolved monkeys who have fucking nukes. So at that point, there's a vested interest in dealing with us and our governments because we're a threat. So that's where I'm at. Possibly have been here. Didn't really make themselves known, especially to on an official and governmental level until after the bomb. So here they are looking at this control group, and they're seeing that like people are not doing well with this news. Sure, some of it involved in attack, but 
war is nothing new to humanity. So I don't really necessarily factor that in as a metric for how they made this decision. You got to realize, like, I don't want to say innocent, but like how innocent, I guess, people were around this time. This was the 1930s going into the 40s. This was a time when people were not used to crazy shit like this, like as we are now. And then that's going to start to make a little bit more sense here. Then you also got to factor in the religions of the world. The religions of the world were sure as fuck not ready for something like that. They were definitely not ready for that because all of a sudden, if you don't play this correctly, you're going to lose all the influence and control that you have as a church, you know, or religious organization, what have you. All of these things had to be factored in. How would humans react? How would we maintain control? How would we, you know, explain this? You know, explain that. So whether initially conceived or not, the War of the Worlds broadcast becomes step one in a multi-step plan to let us know about the existence of aliens gradually through pop culture. Now, of course, we touched upon what happened in July 1947 in the alien autopsy episode, the Roswell crash. Now, the Roswell crash sets off a craze in the U.S., a flying saucer mania where people like start to kind of the idea of like, we're seeing more flying saucers We're you know, we're hearing about more flying saucers, but it's also starting to be in like, there's like more radio dramas. There's more things like that, that start to lay out the idea of aliens and flying saucers. It starts to become, it starts to become part of the public zeitgeist. Now, post-World War II in the 1950s is when things really started to kind of click up to the next notch with that. The 50s was, by all accounts, for the realm of sci-fi, a golden age. You know, you've got so much literature coming out. You've got Starship Troopers by Robert Heinlein. You've got The Martian Chronicles by Ray Bradbury. You've got comic series like Weird Tales and Weird Fantasy. And they're all just laying out the groundwork of the idea of aliens. And who are they targeting with that? They're targeting kids. You know, Weird Tales, Weird Fantasy, geared towards kids. you got like 12-year-olds in the 50s, you know, they're just reading about Martians. You know, you've got all these great authors that are coming out with all this classic literature in the 1950s. But then you've also got the movies. And I think, again, this is something the government like the government understands how to package something when it comes to something like this. And as you move through the decades, you can kind of see what I mean. There's also this like there's also this parallel. There's this parallel of like positive and negative as far as contact with aliens and that started in the 50s so let's take like forbidden planet the idea of we're, we're you know uh, humans as explorers and we you know we go out to this new planet and you know there's all, all all kinds of shit going on you know where it's like the heroes are the good guys that are on a ship and they're meeting aliens and you know i think uh i think leslie nielsen was in it's been forever since i've seen it but i think leslie nielsen was in it. i think he banged some martian chick or something like that you know all kinds of shit going on like that while at the same time releasing things like the blob invasion of the body snatchers even plan nine all showing a sinister side all showing an invasion side the duality that keeps going through this entire narrative makes me think that they definitely knew there were bad aliens and maybe they knew there were good aliens and you know it was like one of those things where it's like once you get into the intergalactic you know fucking council of species some are going to be good some are going to be bad it's just like here on earth it's all tribalistic. You know, even even on that scale, it's going to be tribalistic. They're going to have different agendas and they understand that. So they prepare us for that. The decade closed out with the premiere of one of sci-fi's most prevalent creations, the Twilight Zone. 
Now, of course, aliens weren't featured on every single in every single situation when it came to the Twilight Zone. However, they were featured a lot, and and it always came down to different lessons, different things like that. But you know, Twilight Zone was groundbreaking. It was a massive hit, massive success. And the Twilight Zone continued through the sixties and remains to this day one of the benchmarks of not only sci-fi but even social commentary. But again, they're peppering aliens in the entire time. Then we come to the sixties, one of the biggest television hits of the nineteen sixties. Star Trek. Star Trek, again, it showed this sense of adventure, right? We're having a sense of adventure. We're meeting aliens. You know, we're banging green chicks. It's awesome. We're clapping alien ass left and right. You know, we're working with this Vulcan. The Vulcan is, you know, he's fucking, you know, he, he doesn't, he's not got a lot of personality, but he's smart as shit. You know, we got these fucking, you know, the Klingons and the Tribbles and the fucking Romulans, all this different shit, right? And it has this whole sense of exploration. You know, you got things like Barbarella. They're all, you know, they're putting, they're putting it all into, you know, some of it's sexy. You know, they got Barbarella. They got what's her name floating in space and all her clothes are coming off and it's awesome. And everybody loves it. See, again, they know how to package this shit. They want you to see it. So they put a hot chick floating in space with all her shit coming off. Yeah. Then you've also got the sinister side of things. You got Planet of the Apes, you know, again, where we're putting a sinister vibe to it. And then we come to the 1970s and the seventies is Probably at this point, going through this process, the biggest decade for the soft disclosure plan. So you've you've been bombarding these kids, you know, the, these kids in the fifties. You you had them on the comic books, you had them on the old movies. You start to sexy it up a little bit throughout the you know the sixties. You know, sixties are sexy. Everybody likes sixties. Free love, right? Fucking free love. So those same kids are now aging in. So you've got this generation that is like growing up with the idea of aliens in their head. And then two of the biggest science fiction franchises hit in the 1970s. The good side, Star Wars. You know, classic adventure. I'm gonna be a fu- I'm a, I'm gonna be a fucking Jedi. I'm gonna be a fucking space samurai. I'm gonna fucking stop these bad guys. There's all kinds of aliens all over the place. You know, it's awesome. But then there's also Alien. Mm-hmm. And what does Alien portray? where humankind comes into contact with a species that's so vastly nightmarishly different than ours in every aspect, you know, from the way it's born, even. The way it's born is the xenomorph literally gets implanted in your chest and comes fucking blasting out of your chest. So again, you know, we've got on the positive side, we've got the Star Wars, we've got the adventure, we've got awesome, and then we've got the terrifying on the sinister side. Then we come into the 1980s, and the 1980s really pumps it up a notch for everything concerned. You know, Flash Gordon comes out, and you know, you got the adventure, you got some some everyman. I could be Flash Gordon, right? All that kind of shit. But you've also got like a mass of classic sci-fi things involving aliens, much more on the sinister side. You've got the sequel to Alien, Aliens, where it shows basically a war. So you're feeding into also the industrial, the military industrial complex aspect of the whole idea. You got aliens, you got Predator, all these different situations where you got like tough motherfuckers coming out fighting aliens. You got Arnold Schwarzenegger in the jungle fighting an alien that landed there. You got fucking Sigourney Weaver surviving again, this time in a warlike situation because it was Vietnam in space. But then you've also got the happier side. You know, what do we get? What else do we get in the 80s? Spaceballs, right? Spaceballs. It, it makes it starts to make fun of itself. Like Mel Brooks comes out with Spaceballs and it's like, you know, all the aliens are funny. It's all fun. It's all funny. But then you've also got the heartwarming. You've got E.T. 
Steven Spielberg comes out with E.T. And all of a sudden, you know, this is this is like, well, at the same time, you've got the xenomorph queen ripping Bishop in half in Aliens. You've got the at the same time, you've got E.T. You've got audiences all over the world who are looking at E.T. like, oh, man, I want to get him some Reese's Pieces. I want to I want to I want to be friends with him. I want to be friends with E.T. Right. So, again, you've got this like conflicting You've got this conflicting ideology, these two conflicting ideologies going in your head when it comes to the idea of aliens. Now, you're starting to have kids that are just born into this shit. You're starting to have, you know, like you're coming through the entire process. You're having kids born into it more and more as we go. I was born in the 80s. While kids in the 1950s were like reading fucking weird tales and shit, when I was growing up in the 90s, I was watching the Alien series. I, you know, it, it, it was nothing. It was just like it was like that's the standard. That's the standard. So that's like you know you've got kids growing up in this throughout the entire process that are like just totally desensitized. Like yeah, that's a fucking xenomorph. It comes out of your chest. It's got acid for blood. No big deal. No big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? And then we come to the 90s, possibly one of the most important decades for the soft disclosure plan. So what do we have in the 90s as far as pop culture? One of the biggest pop culture phenomenons of the 1990s, the X-Files, where you've got now we've got a government agent who is actively working to prove the existence of aliens. So we're all just watching it and we're all kind of like, oh, shit, like, you know, it's, a, it's an FBI guy. Like, it's a that's a serious motherfucker. It's just not just some like fucking local Barney Fife that's doing this shit. This is an FBI guy. You know, we've got that going on. And we've also got like things like Independence Day, massive success. But it's also showing aliens showing up and blowing up the fucking world. Then again, more comedy. You've got the same concept, but it's now it's it's kind of almost a parody. It's you know with Mars with Mars attacks. It's almost a parody. It's all it's almost fun. You know it's funny, even though you're literally watching like aliens fucking destroying cities again. But they're making it funny. You're laughing at it because it's you know it's a comedy. But then as far as comedy goes too, there's also coneheads. This is the idea they're implanting at this point of like the aliens are living amongst you. The aliens might live next door. Beldar might live next door to you. And then there's, you know, so many other examples. I mean, the 90s were rampant with this stuff. You know, the faculty where the aliens are invading through the back door. Mm -hmm. And then you come into the 2000s and beyond. You know, we've got a lot of shit going on. Obviously, we were all, you know, it's not been great since like the millennium. I mean, it's it's been kind of shitty. You got all these different bad things happening. You know, we've, we've since, the, you know, the millennium turned. I mean, how many we've had, what? One recession fully, we're going into another one. You know, we had 9-11. We had, you know, the it was we, we all thought that the world was going to end in 2012. Remember that shit? Throughout this whole process, they're peppering things in. They're peppering in signs. Again, an invasion angle. This time it's more like, this time it's more at home. This is more like, what would you do? What would your small family unit do to survive this? And we focus on one family. You know, we've got things like District 9 where the, like, the idea of like, okay, we're living amongst aliens and it's not even a big deal anymore. It's just a thing like, yeah, aliens, aliens are just they live here. They live in town. But that, you know, it's not even the first time they did that. I missed one in the 80s, you know, Alien Nation, which was, again, the same concept of like aliens make contact and they kind of hang out as refugees. You know, again, so we're talking, we're just peppering this in. Then you got comedy like Paul. Paul even mentions this in the movie at one point. They're like, that's when that that's when it kind of started to get more towards the tipping point when Paul literally comes out and says, like, you've been spoon fed my image 
for decades now so that you don't freak the fuck out if you ever see me. And on and on it's gone from there to where we are now. And where we are now, in my opinion, is we are close to the point where we are desensitized enough at the concept of alien that the big reveal is coming. And they will come out and say, yes, we've been working with aliens. We've known about aliens. This is nothing new. And here's why. I personally believe that's coming. You know, I talked about it in the beginning of the episode about how, you know, the different religions of the world, you know, a lot of people probably get like wondering like, well, isn't that going to invalidate the, the, you know, the, the different religions, isn't that going to mean that the Bible isn't real? Doesn't that mean that like, okay, well, this was all bullshit and people are going to leave churches and mass. First of all, they're already leaving churches and mass and for good reason, but for the people that are staying, for the people that are still in it, they've already laid the groundwork for the whole situation. You know, in 2008, there was a priest that came out to say that it's okay to believe in God and aliens. You know, I think it was 2014. The Pope literally said that aliens would just mean that that's more of God's creatures and that we're going to try to baptize it. Now, see, here's what I think is I actually think that's going to be part of the plan as well. They're going to, you know, all of a sudden they got like, they got a little gray alien and they're just going to be like, all right, let's baptize this guy. And he's like, yeah, baptize me. I believe in God. And that's going to, kind of blend into the, some of the control tactic, but that's a, that's a whole different episode. So that's my opinion on the whole matter. Uh, I hope I wasn't too ranty on this episode. I hope I wasn't too manic. Uh, this is one that I definitely am. I'm very passionate about it. I definitely think this is a very real possibility and I'm very interested to see what comes in the realm of disclosure in the next couple of years. You know, right now we're beset by you know, sightings of alien, you know, sightings of UFOs, uh, a lot of people coming out with stories, you know, like of, of contact, of sightings, different things like that. And honestly, I'm really excited. I'm excited for what could be. I'm a little scared, too. I, I'm not going to lie. Like aliens, it's it is, as fascinating as I find aliens. I'm also a little scared of them. It's it's a it's a weird thing. It's a weird dynamic. I know. So what will happen in the next couple of years? That remains to be seen. Well, thanks for getting weird with me again. This is the 25th episode. I'm so excited. You know, this is only 25. That's where that's where I'm also leaving here is it's, it's only the 25th episode. We have so much more weird shit coming out. Uh, I'm so excited for some of the stuff I got coming down the pipe. And I hope you guys are, too. Uh, if you want to uh, reach out to me, uh, you can email the show at weirdwidepodcast at gmail.com. Send me a message if you want. Uh, you know, I got a question for Larry and want to you know have Larry answer a question on the show. Uh, you, know, you can also reach me on I'm on TikTok and on Instagram as you know, as of recording they haven't banned tiktok uh you know we'll see how that goes but i'm on both of those as dudist weirdo if you like what you're hearing please go on to apple Podcasts and leave a leave a good review for the show it really helps visibility really means a lot to you know to me when i see stuff like that if you're getting weird with me on youtube only uh you, know, you prefer the visual side that's cool make sure to hit that follow button make sure to subscribe i'm dropping new episodes mostly weekly you know most wednesdays so make sure you follow along for that and don't miss an episode i love you all don't forget to tune in next week for more strangeness. And until then, keep it weird.